1: Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This This is is the the Jewel Jewel Position Position Podcast,
0: Podcast, hosted hosted by by Whisperer Whisperer and and Adrian (laughs) Soros.
1: A few technical difficulties. We love it. My camera decided to stop working with about one minute to go from pre recording. You are listening to the Job Position Podcast. I am your host, the SC Whisperer,
2: coach of the Ramsey Rehabs. Joined, as always, by SC Adrianosaurus, my friend. How are we? Yeah, I'm good. I've, I've had a couple of weeks of, of Green Arrows, um, so couldn't, couldn't be too unhappy with that. You know, I'm i am not like you. I'm not addicted to boosting, but I had to boost last week with <laughs> Tohu a uh, late out because I, I've just got Utikamano and Tohu in the front row. So I I did have to burn a boost last week, which sort of spewed me a little bit. But I went to Haas and he scored a 95, so I can't be too upset about that. And uh, yeah, the, the season's come along nicely.
1: Yeah, a few green arrows for myself. Uh, for anyone watching the stream, I was supposed to have our update ranks on the screen. We'll have that next week. A few of you guys have requested that. Um, yeah, you mentioned that you went away from the plans uh, originally last week, I also did the same. Instead of bringing in uh, Joe Tarpany, we brought in Max King. Uh, just wanted the extra cash for some moves this week, and yeah, I've now fallen in love with the bloke. Fingers crossed that he is okay. Um, has gone up massively in my book because he actually reached out to me on Instagram, um, which was yeah really cool to, to of him. To, of, cool of him to do, uh, and we also instead of ADO instead of the original plan of VC Turbo see Nico. Just had that, you know, that you know you have that gut feeling and you just got to go with it sometimes. Uh, and it just said to me, see Cleary, just straight see Cleary. We did that and it worked out well. It didn't work out as well as I wanted it to uh, because Turbo went huge, Nico went huge with updates. So, uh, I mean, the captaincy boost didn't really gain much, but still green arrows for myself and we'll discuss rank in due course. But yeah, it's a, it's a good week for the dual Position Podcast for both of us. Um, let's move into the big rugby league news from the last seven days plenty 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 to dissect uh the aforementioned max king he is out in doubt as is jack preston now preston the original fees ado were similar to cam munster i think the commentator saw the the bleeding from the finger and, and suspected maybe a compound fracture or a compound dislocation but it turns out just to be the webbing um look he's in some doubt with that i've had a similar issue uh when i played cricket uh I missed, missed caught a catch and it split the webbing it's very very painful, but manageable if you just tape. Uh, for anyone watching, like if you just tape your fingers together, it eventually heals over. Whether that's delayed with the you know grind of playing footy, who knows? Um, I think he's more in doubt than Max King, who uh, yeah reached out to me on Monday and told me that he didn't actually have anything
2: wrong; which was just a lot of swelling. So
1: it probably comes uh, down it, to it,
2: it'll, be, it'll be a bit of pain in the ass for people if if he's out. It is an early game, obviously with Preston, but I think people will probably be relying on him for a play. Most likely, the way he's been going. Yeah, um, but I've, yeah I've i have set up
1: to play Preston, but uh, yeah, I would I would urge everyone to probably have a an 18th man they're going to be relying on to to move. Thankfully, is an early game, um, but the short turnaround doesn't help them at all. Yep. Okay. Uh, Frank uh he's out for six to eight weeks. Uh, the Bulldogs were just absolutely crucified with injuries. Uh, a lot of I'm not a Pele owner, but a lot of people were sort of um, upset. I wouldn't be too fast if you're a Pele owner. Uh, it's just one less AA you have to worry about. There's not re- there's not really anyone to to move on to. I mean, there's baby baby Tino, um, Isaac Fa'asua Malawi, but apart from him, um, you can probably go Smith from the Panthers if you want another downgrade option. But I wouldn't be too stressed if you're a Pele owner uh, with suspensions this week. Dale Fanukan out for three weeks. Marada Kore out for two weeks, and Jaden Ockenborg out for one. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen has returned to the training field, which is really really good to see. As has Kalen Ponga. Now, I would suspect Ponga would be back in within the next month. Pat, if we saw him inside eight weeks, I'd be very, very surprised. But it's just good that he's back running. And uh, he even said himself, Ada, that his biggest anxiety is getting his running gate back. So, you know, big process, a big progress to see him,
2: you know, back on the park. Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, we hear Gus is back at training. I saw some vision of him as well in the training paddock. So, it's all just great stuff for our game because I, I personally like to watch all of those guys play. Uh, and we do hope they come back uh, and just keep going at the same level that they've got before. I know that's a worry with Paps and even Ponga as well. And, and are they going to try to keep him at the six? There's a lot of questions in there, but um, the Knights are coping pretty well without him. Uh, and I don't think they'll rush him back, but I look forward to seeing all of them.
1: No, it's yeah, it's going to be very interesting just to see. Look, I think Ponga's locked into the six because Miller's just cemented himself as you know the the primary fullback. Um, but you're right. The game is much much better with these guys, you know, in the in the game. Angus Pappenhausen, Ponga, say what you want, uh, but the game is just better off for them. Uh, a couple more injury news: Burbo and Christian Tupolotu, Uh they're out for six and three weeks respectively. So Burbo's out for a month and a half. Tupeloto's out for three weeks. Uh, Sean Lane, he's back now. That that's got a boost to boost the stocks for Dylan Brown surely.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I was forced last week another move, which luckily I was having to move Tohu on anyway, um, and I'd activated the boost. But I, Schuster was my number one 5 eight. I was playing dill Dillbags this week, uh, but I had to pull the trigger last week because I, I, I didn't want to rely on Katoa. So I've got Dillbags from last week. It was a 50-pointer last week. He's got a huge break even this week, but... He's, he, he's my captain. Probably could, know, He probably could, he probably could hit that break backup.
1: even this week. <laughs> yeah,
2: he might get it. So, uh, yeah, I, I reckon it's going to be good news for, for him having Lane back.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Jason Saab's also back. Toby Sexton and Jaden Campbell are both in for the Titans. Uh, I'll skip over the next point because I'll let you have a rant. Adam Dewey's back at 5.8. Uh, and Jared Croker returns to yeah. the milk. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it's, is it really an upgrade? I mean, look, Harley Smith-Shields, it wasn't really working out, was he, in first grade? And I don't know if Jared's a big upgrade, but I really think our season's pretty much done. So let's get him to 300, eh? And, uh, you know, that's just, well, what are you going to do? And Dewey, I mean, I see him on the most sold list. Do you change your mind on that? Because he does score better, I reckon, mm-hmm. it's at 5'8". He, he seems to get his hands on the ball a lot more. Would you hold him?
1: What is everyone doing with Adam? um I think if you've come this far you've got to hold in. I mean we'll talk about the ten things that we've learned from the Supercoach week that just gone and my number one is the hooker and five eight they're a fucking wasteland. so I mean I would hold Dewey if I've got him this long but uh, we could discuss that you know in due course um, Jones Fisher Harris out for four to six weeks Hillam Lukey, Jordan McLean and the Milf all done hamstrings all uh, unconfirmed. Matt Frawley, uh, very super coach-relevant player he is, has broken his hand and out for six weeks. Teddy, RFM, AJ, all out with the HIAs.
2: But the biggest thing, Mr. Soros, Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah. Hop gone. Well, he's gone back to the bench, hasn't he? So <clears throat> he was already sort of getting to max out point of view, you know, for everyone. We we changed our point of view, I should say, that he's a season-long keeper because I always thought when Lane and Matto came back in, this kind of thing would happen. He's probably still going to get decent enough minutes off the bench, you think, maybe 50 minutes. Um, but I've had a bit of a look at him, uh, the good scores and the minor scores that he's had this year and the minutes that it looks like he's going to get off the bench, I reckon he's probably... You could go now or you, you could go in a week or two. I reckon it's we're getting towards the end of that.
1: Yeah, I'm Which, not... If if I'm holding, I'm not panicking. Like I'm not looking at him and thinking, "Oh shit!" Like it's done. I f- still think he gets fifty-five ish, sixty minutes off the bench. But yeah, I'm surprised to see that he was dropped. I, I did expect Mato to be the one that made way and just played the role that he played last year. But in saying that, Maddo's looked really, really good. And yeah. if I had a spare two hundred k, I would not be opposed to to Hopgood to Mato. But you know, I'm sure we'll we'll discuss that as the episode goes on. Uh, let's discuss the 10 things that we learnt from the Supercoach a week gone by. As I said, Hooker and five eight eight oh 8 are an absolute wasteland. Harry Grant is clear at the top. Dylan Brown's clear at... So Dylan Brown and Munster are clear and then it drops off a cliff there. At Hooker, we've got Reed Marnie, Reece Robinson, Wade Egan, who... I'm just going to start... start. Sc- I'm going to start scoring his tries as base stats because they just
2: fucking happen every single week. He's he's turned into like an absolute weapon try scorer. So is uh old mate from the the front rower from the Dragons. Oh yes,
1: Bla- Blake Laurie. Uh, great stat that he is. He is the joint most try scoring player at the Dragons <laughs>
2: <laughs> Crazy. Um. Yes, yeah, it is a wasteland. I mean, I, I got to Harry early doors, and who cares what you have in the second spot? And I, I think you you know you look at a Munster as as your finish the year type of guy, but. I think with their draw upcoming, that's why I moved on Dillbags. It's been a bit mild by his standards, uh, but they have been up against hard teams that have had a lot of troops down and his main man is back. I'm expecting that he could be the go for people if they're looking, you know, for an upgrade or or for somebody to plug in there. It's going to be, you know, have a have a ceiling on them at least.
1: At least the positives with 5-8 are, you've got Isaiah Kato, you've got Josh Schuster there. Hooker, there's, there's there's no one really to downgrade to either. There's a question later in the episode today about that, but Hooker is like Hooker's got no one either. Uh, I mean, you got yep. Brendan Hands or Sonny Luke, and both yeah, those well, boys I don't Sonny excite Luke.
2: me. Uh, I just went to Sonny Luke because I was like, look, if he just comes in and averages forty, you'll just start his money making away, and you know, I, it's not like I'm ever gonna. I'm not playing him. I'm not playing my second hooker. Cause there's too many other better spots, you know. Even Cam Pereira looks like a decent enough play this week. So, yeah, I mean, as long as you got the the Harry Grant, I think you. Who cares?
0: Mm. Um,
1: look, I know that Sean Johnson he looks really good. The feel good story, but Nico and Nico and Hines, Nico and Cleary, just must
2: haves. Yeah, I think so. Just because of the ceiling. I mean, look, Sean Johnson's average is 76. It's like uh premium old SJ. So, I mean, look, people are probably... maybe they. I think they're moving off their plans of, of Cleary and Hines, and I don't know if I agree with doing that. If you were somebody that had, like, a Sam Walker or a shit piece in there, and you're miles and miles off getting to a Cleary or Heinz, I reckon SJ, the way that he's going with his BE, he could be a little bit of a stepladder to one of those two. Um You know, but I just think you try to get to those other two as quick as you can.
1: I just, I just think... Sj is playing career best footy, like some of the best footy we've ever seen play, and he he still I say only scored hundred odd. Cleary, it's clearly still just he's getting into it and he's got hundred and twenty four. Hines went missing for forty minutes and still scored hundred and four. And like this is what I mean, like Sj, yeah, he's been fantastic. And you, if you have him in your side, you roll with him. But he's not a guy that I'm looking to buy. Um, if you if you've missed the SH, Sj train, then all things considered, target Cleary and Hines pretty obvious stuff there. But I just think with the footy that those two are playing, I don't think we've seen their best. I mean, obviously, we saw Heinz's best two weeks ago. But Cleary, to an extent, I think he was on 40 points at halftime and finished on 124. The Panthers just whacked 50 against the Raiders and they're going to get better. And you're just going to think Cleary's going to be in that.
2: Yeah, I think he's warming up and and the Raiders probably put him into form. You know, uh, he looked, you know, busy in the second half, which is where he usually does his best stuff. Uh, and look, right from that field goal onwards, I reckon he looked like mm. he feel, you feel some of the swag coming back, and I'd be surprised if he doesn't. You know, the first couple of games, I think we had a 50 and stuff in there. Now, I think it was a 70, and then this 120, I reckon he's going to hover between those sort of figures moving forward. Clearly is back.
1: Um, hey, Ado, is is Preston what we thought Hopgood was going to be? Is he the season-long cheapy keeper?
2: Well... He's not going to be moved from that second row, from that edge. They really like him there. Uh, you know, the people that are going to come back in are going to be props and stuff. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot okay. of I'm seeing a lot of
1: TPJ negativity, but TPJ is going to come back and play through the middle.
2: Yeah, I think so. So uh, I reckon he's and t- look, and the same with Hopgood. It, it, potentially, it could have been that Hopgood was a season long hold if the role stayed um, great. Uh, it just looks like Preston is going to be, he's made more money now. <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't look like he's going to drop from that position, playing the big minutes in there. Uh, so, well, let's just ride him as long as we can.
1: Mystic Mazu. is he a must-have or is he a trap in disguise? Now, you and I, I feel like we're the only two blokes in the content space that are against Mazu. I'm not against him, so to speak. I just, I just hate the fucking draw and I can't put faith in the Knights.
2: Yeah, I, I well the biggest thing I'm worried about him is we do know uh Heimel Hunt is there. You saw coach drop uh Dom Young, and then he's obviously scored the four tries. There is another winger there for whoever sucks or, or does something wrong. And Marju, he in the game, I was saying to the the guns on our pod on my podcast, you know, he, he looks like he could win you the game and lose you the game for the equal amount in each game. And sometimes it falls one way or the other. Like he looks like he could lose it for you with the mistakes that he makes. Uh, So the biggest fear I have for him is that he's going to get dropped. That's the first and biggest fear that could happen after this week. Uh, But also, yeah, if you have a look at that draw, I don't know if we're going to see, we've seen two tons. I know everyone's going to bring him in this week and think it's going to be a ton. Well, that's not necessarily the case. Uh, So if he goes and runs out and scores a 70 this week, he, he makes 100k.
1: Oh, I understand it from a break-even point. I've always been in the opinion that do I see Mars as a season-long keeper? Personally, I don't. And do I want to be spending 600k on a quick flip? Not really. Like, I, I just don't. And, yeah, I mean, you pay 600k for him. I can just see this is going to happen with my team. I, I buy him. Yeah, he makes 100k. And then he starts to go shit. But I've got other fires to put out that I can't you know, he, he scores a couple of thirties and a couple of forties. And all of a sudden the money that you made is just gone. And I've, cause I've had other issues to put out and I'm going to have no boost left in about fucking two
2: weeks. Um, yeah. Look, he's going to be 700 K real soon. you can probably get him straight across to Garrick if you don't own him or, or a Karaz. So, you know, I, I, I reckon that it's, there's a, the percentages say that it's, there's a better chance that it'll work out. That's what I reckon. Just because he's, st- because he started with two tons, the first price rise is going to be wonderful. So, after this week, he's a tick under 700 k and that's just great money, you know? Absolutely.
1: Uh, I'm going to rattle off a couple of stats with Tom Dravojevich because his involvement is getting absurd. 2019, 33.5 touches. 2020, 28.5 touches. 2021, which was PVL ball, 35 touches. 2022, 32 touches. This year, through five weeks, he's had 43 touches, which is uh you know 10 touches per game more or sorry 8 touches per game more than his pvl best his runs uh, are a career high his hit ups are a career high and his passes just in general are career high this is all outdoing pvl ball 2021 turbo so i think it's really really scary moving forward for turbo i think he's going to erupt not quite 143 average but in saying that i think he does look a little bit slow and when he gets back to his best fucking hell we're going to be million dollars again
2: well he's he, he looks to me like every time he steps on even slower as he is he looks like he's going to get done every game no matter the opposition so uh if he can work on i mean because that's the difference i reckon to, to pvL sort of average is that he looks a couple of yards yeah. slower so he's gonna have to work on that pace because he doesn't even look like even if he gets through a gap he doesn't look like he wants to run so that's going to cost some points I think
1: I think round nine round 10 before he sort of hits his strides to origin. That's where we're going to see peak turbo come back. And yeah, those touches, if they can stay at 43 touches a game, that's eight touches a game more than 2021. So it's it's going to get better and better. Also, those stats are courtesy of RL Riders on um, Instagram. I think Jason Oliver is the main writer there. Go follow him on Twitter. Really, really good in-depth stuff. He gave us the stats on Cam Murray and Gerbo that we discussed last week. Uh, number seven, not number seven, number eight. Don't complain about unicorn points. Just embrace them.
0: Yeah,
1: it's yeah, it, well, like right. don't don't fight them. Like we know that Cleary and Hines and Turbo get bullshit updates. Why fight them?
2: Well, that's it. You just get those players in, and you know, there's going to be points. I mean, look, Alamotti got bloody wristled hard. He got four points for that sublime pass, and you get you win some and you lose some. The score is there's definitely prejudice in the scoring, and we're silly if we say that that's not the case. They are likely to give these kind views on, you know, try assists, line break assists, and they'll find points. Do
1: you do you think it has anything to do with advertising at the end of the year? Turbo got twenty five try assists when you know maybe five of those were
2: uh, so so. Twenty five cents a whole lot better than twenty. Yeah, well, who knows? Hey, eh? the thing is, Nico Hines, for instance, last week he 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 was quieter in the second half, but nine points quiet. Mm. you know i was just glad he was my captain so i I took it and we if you play super coach for for long enough you know that the game giveth occasionally and it taketh much much more so when you get something good you just take it and don't sweat it if other people are getting it i'm sure you would have loved 85 a captain score for me versus your 120 oh mate we'll we'll, we'll get to that
1: we'll get to that um but yeah, I mean
2: yeah, it's frustrating
1: because I was on the other end of it with Reese Walsh and the Herbie Farmworth, you know, thinking the other like the other week. It comes in roundabouts, like it, it happens, but you know, we've played Supercoach now long enough to know that, you know, scoring is not the most consistent thing in the world and we, we know that there's trends of players that do go up and down, so yeah, just roll with it. Uh, number nine, are premium two RFs washed? Well,
2: well I, I mean, wouldn't say
1: washed, but I mean like is there value, you know,
2: at its highest? You know, Maddo looks pretty good to me (laughs) in in just the short um, space of time we've seen him in, and he's always been at the pointy end of it. Murray has sort of been up and down. I I had a look once. Everyone was saying, never sell a gun because he got an 88 last week. He's in 13th overall in averages, and that is not Cam Murray. He's top three. Mm. So you're right, in a a sense, uh, because there's just been some great – if you've got Preston and Ford – who are like within ten points of them, and they're get just going up at a rate and odds in cost. They're going to get so close to a pre. We had to flip them to Maddo or or Angus or Murray. Yeah, I'm, you know, not, I'm not. I'm not saying that they're bad players, but I
1: just think when you got guys like Hosking, I mean Preston that are doing the same. I mean Ford, except for last week, of course, the week that I buy him. Like when they're doing the same thing for much much cheaper, is the value of yeah you, you know your premium two RF just not as high as it once was, and I just don't think it is.
2: I think people who might've started this year with three premium second rowers are probably finding this season a bit of a struggle. You know, I've got one in there now, you know, and and I'm I'm running these other guys that we said, I did have Murray at one point, but I did a big downgrade to to, to buy elsewhere because they were doing the same score and I was able to bank nearly 500 K. So I just think that that at the moment, that's how it, how it looks. You know, it doesn't know. It doesn't say that that's going to be the case for the rest of the year. Uh, and I, I'm holding onto the feeder. I'm sure you are too, because he seems like someone who can go that big ceiling hundred and he'll still get forties and fifties like the Cam Murray as well. It just seems like he goes those nineties to hundreds a little bit more frequently. So because of the type of player he is, but um, while you can get away with Prestons and Fords and, and, and Cardi is still picked in the second row, you know, you just ride these, these moments, they come so rarely in super coach where there's so many 200K um, second row type blokes that are just playing 80 or 60 or 65 minutes and have a terrific role in a team, you know, right from round one. So it's a rarity and we should just enjoy it while we can.
1: Yeah, I would argue fullback is the same as well. I mean, you've got Teddy Teddy out, Trell hasn't really hit the ground running, um, Turbo's upset and forget, but you've got guys like Will Kennedy that are really performing. You've got Reece Walsh who no one expected to be there at the start of the year. I mean, people had him as sort of maybe the fifth or sixth best fullback, but not no, the best. Um, you got guys like Lockie Miller as well. So, yeah, fullback even even now is not what it, what it once was. It, it might turn around eventually when Trell hits form and maybe Papenhausen's back and whatnot. But, yeah, it just seems like 2RF is not the place to be. Uh, and the last point I wanted to make, because we are in very, very different ends of the spectrum in this one, I think it'd be a good debating point. Boosts, overrated, underrated. I am very much in the overrated camp. Um, you can tell by my trading strategy, I don't rate them. I think people... They say, "Oh, yeah, but what about the buyers? I mean, we get more trades to the buyers anyway. So, use them, use them, use them hard. Use them early. Fix your team up. But you're much more conservative in your trading. You like to have them up your sleeve for when shit inevitably hits the fan because it always does. You can never be too well prepared in Supercoach.
2: Yeah, well, see, I've burnt three of them, so I'm sort of, uh, i a little column. A, hang, on, hang, like, on. You, hang on, hang on, you, hang big... on, you've
1: burnt the same as me." Yeah, but uh, I'm not
2: voting one this week. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to last week because Tohu was a uh, yes, in yes, front yes. row, so I had no choice. And you would have used one I'm You used
1: one round three to get all the cash cows as well? Yeah, I did. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I, I, I wasn't planning on using one last week. I was going to hold three for the three major buys because uh, I just felt like it would come in handy. Um, I'm not going to use one this week. I'm going to save a trade also, which I think if you're doing that, that's still as good as a boost if you if you're saving some when you can you've max traded as well like it, um, so that's yeah apart from apart from round 1 so i saved two because like, i don't yeah. tra- i
1: don't trade in round 2 yeah same. Uh, and, so, I, and i've gone boost 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 and then yeah i boost boost yeah. boost and then maybe maybe so i maybe mean don't... Look, i
2: half agree with you like get your team right because holding on to these boosts while you've got a shit team and you're falling down the ladder you're just like, well, I don't give a shit if I've got, I've got to struggle through the buys. Everyone else is trying to work out little strategies of what they can do in the buys as well. Uh, and I'll, I'd rather hedge my bets against them having one or two extra players there rather than having missing all these, the cheapies, the you know, the top scoring guys now you, because I'm unwilling to use a boost. If I, got I, also a think, there,
1: I also think this year is very different because no longer do we need to scramble to get 16, 17, 18 players for the, for the, for the buys. Yeah. It's just your yeah. 13. Like, it doesn't really matter.
2: Yep. So, I mean, if you're using those boosts, you're bringing in players who are playing around 13 and, and whatever, you know, then you, you're making correct type moves. I want to keep a couple there because, I mean, look, last week I had an emergency. And I wasn't, I, last week was one of my emergency three that I'd kept and I had to use it uh, because Tohu was an out. And I'm I'm not going to play Ben Murdoch, Masilla or Moali. Hey, 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 hey,
1: hey, oh. hey, hey, hey. Ben Murdoch, Masilla.
2: 50 points. He's come 51. good. He's come good. <laughs> he did come good. He played 80 minutes last week. So, uh, look, that was a forced one for me, and I'm going to keep the other two because I know that that's going to happen again. Something like that again.
1: How fucking sad is it that the fact that Ben Murdoch must still 50 has me half
2: okay with the fact that if Max King is, like, not playing, I can just put Ben? <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't been terrific, but, I mean, look, he gets a 30-40, but that's, like, that's what Ticamano gets as well. You know, so... It's ugly, but it, he's getting the job done. He made a little bit of money last week as well. He's got a low break even this week.
1: He nearly had a tri-assist as well, there, I think. He
2: Hasn't been as bad as Moali. Mm. Yeah, so
1: it's fine. I think Ben manolk is is on the up. Uh, must have. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Captain material. Hey, let's talk about the host. Let's talk about the host recap because uh, in the Podmasters Cup, it was the dual position podcast derby. And fuck, man, it couldn't have been tighter. I think after Saturday, we, we were dead even. And we had three uniques. And then after, after, after full time, I think it was five points in it. Yep. So you and I went down to the wire. Um, you, Captain Nico, and his twenty-five point upgrades got you just in front of me. Uh, however, yep. I still finished with a respectable thirteen thirty-nine. So back-to-back thirteen hundreds, which is nice. That brings me to a total of five thousand six hundred and one total points, which is about a hundred points outside the top one k. and overall rank two thousand nine hundred and thirty-second. Uh, yeah, a big, big difference from the 38,000th that was three weeks ago. Yourself, mate, you also had a really, really big score uh, with a, what, 1350
2: plus. Would you end up with 1360? Yeah, 1360 for me, Uh, thanks to the Nico upgrades, which is good. My, I don't know what you said, your total points. i Mine are 5,756, so you must be more than that. You
1: are five points behind me, my friend. So we are pretty much locked and
2: loaded. And at, we are, we are that, very much together. Yeah, I'm at 3,092 now for season. Uh, which is good. I've had a couple of good weeks. I've, I've got the squad set up well enough that I don't need to boost this week. Um, I'm just doing one sort of financial strategic move. And I'm happy with the team. I had the lucky fortune of starting with like Ford and Preston. I started with both of those guys, which is a real advantage. I'm obviously hop good as well. Um, you know, and I, I seem to land the cheapies, you know, okay. I went the same as everyone else and they've all pretty much worked out. So uh, I don't, I'm in a good place. With the team, I'm happy.
1: You say all the cheapies have worked out. Isaiah could toe a dud or not?
2: Well, you know, this period of time, while they've got Sauce and Milford out, it's going to be him and Nick but This is going to be the make or yeah, break it's now or or never, in, really. As as, yeah, of, of, of Supercoach because the team is his. They're going to rely on him, especially if it's Nick in there. So have a look at him over the next couple of weeks. We'll know for sure whether he's going to work out or not. Look, you cull him. You get your. I've got Schuster up in second row. I'll move him down and I'll. I'll see what I can do if it doesn't work out. But I mean, look, it was a forty last week. I, I got Dylan Brown for for fifty.
1: Oh, that's I. I put a tweet up about that. Like, it's funny how people look at Supercoach. Dylan Brown's got a fifty, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you know that's fine." Like, it's a bad day for Dylan Brown. It's okay. And Dylan Brown yeah, cost his floor.
2: That's great.
1: Seven you know hundred yeah. and fifty k, and and Katoa scored forty, and it was oh fuck, this guy's ah oh, so trash. Why would you play him? Useless. It's ten points difference for about five hundred k.
2: I know ten points for five hundred k. That's what we're saying about Murray versus you know everyone's like you never sell a gun. Murray got eighty eight. Well, oh, if it, you went Murray to thing. Preston. Yeah. You know you made you made heaps on that transactions in points and in dollars. So you know it all it all just you got to look at it all reflective. Uh, to me, whatever anyone scores, I always do it as a reflection of what they cost. So people are like, oh, Alamotti's maxing out. You know he's got a forty. Uh, break even, and he scores forties. You know, so he's probably going to max out soon, he, unless oh. he scores a try or two. But that's a possibility because we saw that with Warbrick and Khan Pereira. Uh, and I've liked he's He's got a nice base. It just he's a safe well, I play. Think, I think Alamotti
1: is is one that I'll just hold for probably longer than people would expect because if he's just hitting forties every week, he he looks like he's getting better and better. Like just from an NRL standpoint. So yep. if he
0: just
2: if he Riss- just Rissold last week, I think he could have been a seventy.
1: If if he if he is just hitting his break even every week and he's a rookie, like you expect him just to get better as the season goes on. Um, I think we saw this with Isaac Tungo as well. Like he started well, similar to Alamoti, and then sort of peaked out a little bit and then you know really hit his straps in the mid season. So I would, I'm probably going to hold Alamotti longer Same. than longer than the average person. Um, but yeah, quickly quickly recap. I mean rank. There's. Hundred and thirty spot between us, not much. But in terms of overall points, there's literally five points between us. You and I are very similar. Uh, I'm at 5,761 5, points. You're at five thousand seven hundred fifty-six. So five points difference. You and I are pretty much dead <laughs> even. Look at that. Uh, let's move into your take, not mine. I decided to pull, pull my finger out to actually and actually get some hot takes. Let's unpack them. Renault. Renault says, Fafita is the best captain option this week. And I'm not going to fully agree, but I could easily say
2: he's two. Well, he's got to be up there. It's a nice matchup. Uh, what I don't like is no A.J. Brimson or four in this side.
1: Yeah, Toby Sexton and Tanner Boyd doesn't really uh, spark creativity. Or, it sparks very bait, much uh, J- uh, J- Jaden, all Jaden Campbell. All back
2: there. Campbell doesn't love a pass either. So that's the only thing uh, that puts me off that as, as the captain. But he's 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 probably looking like one of their best attacking options out there now, uh, where there's no AJ in that. But uh, yeah, the the outs of key playmakers is what bothers me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ian Johnson says Greg Marsley with 110 plus. I mean, I, I, I've I've handpicked Ian. Uh, there was about fucking five of these that said a 100 plus, and there was about five that said Marzou under 40. So it's
0: it's. I think this <laughs> this, screams,
1: this screams this screams of Reese Walsh uh, back in round three. Um, you know, when everyone and some bought him, some didn't. We were death riding him. Some were flying high. Um, yeah, mate. If if Marzu flops, you're gonna look like a genius because you went a week early on Walsh and it's paid off dividends, and you're yeah. gonna fade Marzu. So if you can get both of those, mate, you're gonna be uh, flying. Uh, what do you think about the Marzu 110? Are you in that camp or are you in the under 40 camp?
2: Well, I'm probably more like the under 40. I think that they've been a much more stoic defensive outfit. The Warriors sitting second on the ladder. Let's go. So on, I, let's go on Warriors. Let's go on, Warriors. So I I just reckon, uh, well, look, if he does back-to-back-to-backs, he's got a super coach-friendly game. So I really don't ever see him getting under 50 too often. Uh, Greg, the Gregosaurus. So I'm probably leaning towards maybe he doesn't get a try this week and it could be a 50, maybe 60. I don't know. I'm not tipping him to go... Back to back to back hundreds. The, the, pr- the he's problem saying is that sixty is going to get him. Another, he's going to get a hundred. That's
1: what probably. I was going to say. The problem is if he gets fifty, it's still a fucking,
2: it's still it's a 100K, massive prize for yeah, us. Yeah, you'll be nearly seven hundred k next week if he scores a sixty. If he scores a hundred. He'll Watch be up. more expensive than Garrick, probably. He'll get close to Garrick's price. I'm so
1: filthy he was injured round one. Fucking, but then again, I, but if, if he was injured round one, I wouldn't have got Lockie Miller, who's now like 780k. So it's a, it's a yeah. win-win. It's a lose-lose situation. Um, friend of the show, Amman from Amman Talks. I don't know if this one's a bit biased or not, Amman. But it's Dylan Brown and Sean Lane to combine for 200 points. I would be very, very happy if... Sean Lane is ruled out, and 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 this hot take still comes true. Now, Dylan Brown can just get
2: two hundred on his own. Very yeah. very happy with that. Yeah, well, look, oh, I'll just I, I, look. I'm all for it because I've got dill bags. Uh, look, Lane, if he can come in and be on fire right from the first game, that would be that would be terrific, wouldn't it? Uh, look, it's a matchup. I've that seen some people.
1: Nice hey, I've seen some people go early on Sean Lane now with this with this news, and fuck, it's it's ballsy. But with the Eels draw, I don't hate it.
2: It is a cowboy move. I, I reckon you and I are both targeting Lane. Um, I'm not going to do it straight away, I don't think, for first week. If you had to have uh, one, Lane or matter.
0: Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details.
2: Lame. oh, I'm
1: in the matter I can't. I just can't get past those biceps, mate.
2: Yeah, well look now that Hopgood's back to the bench and Lane is in, I just wonder about whether there's a minute share between Hopgood and Matto. Well, yeah, let's let's talk that. Let, let's,
1: let's talk that. What do you think? Because in my head, in my bald head of Brad Arthur, Cardi's probably the one that has the minute reduction. And I think Cardi probably plays less minutes, Matto goes to the edge and then Hopgood comes on. I've seen a few people float the idea with Bolo out that Matto might move into like middle middle in terms of like prop prop rotation. Um, I think it's much of a muchness. I don't really think it matters whether he plays 13 or prop. But
2: if Maddo I, gets 70 minutes, I'll take Maddo every yeah. day. It was very interesting.
1: And I'm glad that, I'm glad that Lane's back now um, because there were some reports that was going to be like round seven. And you and yeah. I spoke about this uh, maybe last week, that Maddo isn't the kind of guy that's going to get out of hand. Like he's not going to be 800K. Uh, if he bags a try, different story. But I think he's a guy that I'm very, very keen to watch on minutes
2: yeah i want to see his minutes i you know that when lane comes in he's going to play really good minutes probably 80 yeah. Up. yeah uh and we know what he did last year i owned him for a good part of last year so if he is anything if he's a 80 90 of what he was last year once he's got his match fitness back oh, oh it'll be hard to go against lane but maddo looks like with ipap and that going on and maddo had an extra long sort of preseason, didn't he because of his blood he looks he looks terrific.
1: Yeah, he does. He always looks terrific. Always very pretty on the eye, not only in footy, but just pretty on the eye in general. By hold, and sell. Number one, buy targets. Uh, you and I very, very unsure on this one. I think we're both leaning in the Zach Hoskin can, but we're not thrilled about it, are we?
2: No, it's kind of like the Maju thing. He looks like he's a good chance of making 100K, we would have liked to see Martin or Garner Just or name, both. name somewhere. Yeah. Just give me something, Iphon. Because this could just be plugging a hole and it blows up in our face. Do you think with the Panthers'
1: performance the last two weeks? I mean, they it was against the Raiders, all, all things to be fair. But they put on oh, fifty up points. The milk. Up the milk. They put on fifty points last week, and Hosking just looked really, really good. That's the thing. Like it's yeah, fucking well, weird. The, it's I, weird. I it's so weird.
2: If you add the eye test to, uh, you know, the money that he stands to make, hundred k, I reckon it's worth a punt. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you're also if you sell Hopgood, for instance, you know, maybe it's premature on Hopgood, but if you sell Hopgood down to Hosking, it's a hundred k. It's like a, 400, it, it's like a four hundred. It's 100. like a
1: four. It's like a four. It's like a four hundred k increase. But when you take into Hopgood's bottom dollar price to what he's now going, Martin, no, it's more than that. It's gonna be like six hundred k. So if you started with Hopgood, sold him this week. For Hosking, you're banking 100k there, plus the 300k that you've made on Hopgood, plus the 100k that you're going to make on, um, what's his face, Hosking. That's like a 600k investment.
2: Yeah, it's a big invest. So financially, it looks great. I think that passed the eye test. That offload to Cleary was yeah. the moment I was like, I don't reckon he's going to lose that spot. No. I've argued with a few people on the socials. They're saying, you know, it's going to be Martin and Garner, uh, but I just reckon it'll probably be Martin and uh, Hos- Hosking. And I wouldn't even be surprised if. Because Martin doesn't really play eighty minutes, so maybe if and Martin's, Martin's
1: very good in the middle too, and with James Fisher Harris out for four to six weeks, like fuck, Martin could just go back and play middle. Well, he could, which is yeah, 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 a huge choice.
2: Uh, look, I just reckon it's a risk reward. You know, there's red flags for both Marju and for Hosky, but the finances don't look like they're a huge risk. It looks like they're still going to make really good money after uh, if they just roll out and do their stuff, normal stuff this week. Uh, so I think they're worth a gamble. If yeah. you if you want to have a gamble, it's it's one of the safer gambles, I think. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, you basically tied into the next person on the list in Greg Marzu. Um the next on the list is Nathan Cleary. I think we've discussed him. You're not gonna get high insight uh expert opinions when it comes to Nathan Cleary. We've said that he's hitting his straps and you know he's just looking better and better. Um we also added Mado in very late as well, Ado. Um uh, we were tempted to see what happened with him. I think we both really like him as a buy. Uh, looks really good. Minutes, probably depending. If you can wait one more week, I would do so. But the man that I wanted to highlight as a buy, um, and you've got some pretty good numbers on him, is Charles ziggler Cookstar, which is a name that I wouldn't expect to see in this
2: list. Yeah, I puffed him in because we he was a popular cheapie to start the year. A lot of people jumped off when he got that HIA, and got like an 18 or something like that. We have pulled the data, obviously, minus that. HIA was only got minimal minutes and, and the lowest score. His average is 64 for the year. So uh, he, he's still got the negative break. Even I think it's minus five. The Warriors are up and about. We always said that back in his best stuff, uh, he, he had a really good sort of base because he's a worker. Uh, and I think that's being proven 64 average. And he's still, he's actually quite affordable. I reckon he's still, he's still, five. yeah, still 377
1: with a minus five break. Even, I had him pegged in the preseason at around a 55 average, so he's probably running a little bit hotter than what I expected. Um, but in this early stage of the season, I still think, you know, 60, 64 average probably does come down to 55. But, you know, for 370k and minus break even, fuck, you could do a whole lot worse. Especially if you <laughs> if you needed to find cash for Hopgood to Mado or Hopgood to Murray if you were going to take your licks and go back there. I mean, Val Holmes down to a, a chance, and then Hopgood up to someone is is definitely feasible. Or if you, if you needed to find the money to go Sam Walker to 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 Cleary or something like that, um, you've got a really good downgrade option there in Charles Nickel Cookstar. Yep, lovely. Uh, in the hold camp, we do have Jermaine Hopgood, which yeah, probably a little bit um misleading considering we are both selling him, but it's not <laughs> yeah, it's not a panic is- it's not a
2: panic sell at all. He, and he, he's not screaming a sell yet because he's still got an achievable break-even. Uh, look, the news probably makes him more of a sell than a, than a hold, you know, uh, but still. In, if you're playing the BE game, he's not a, not a in, sell. In yet. saying
1: that, though, like, fuck, Paramedic put 40 on the Tigers. Brad Arthur just gives Sean Lane a spell. More minutes for Hopgood. Ha- I'm not saying Jermaine Hopgood is Payne Haas, but Payne Haas had four offloads in that game against the Tigers, so... There goes my camera. Um, We will fix that one up in a second. I don't know what happened there. Um, Talk to me on Paul Alamotti because I'm assuming you put him in as a hold here because it could have been, you know, much, much more.
2: Yeah, I think that he's probably, he's looked to me, like you said, he's looking better every week, in my opinion. Uh, And I think he's one of those ones, like if you play Warbrick and you play Khan Pereira, there's a chance that you get a 10, you know, or a low score. Alamotti's safely going out and getting 40, much in the camp of Hopgood, they they're, they're, if they go out and do their normal wares, it's a 40-something break-even. So it's achievable for him this week. He's been scoring that every week. If he just, you know, sometimes it's an unlucky thing. Like everyone's like having to sell Teddy, unfortunately, because a bit of luck didn't go his way. A pass wasn't thrown or it didn't stick. So he got 50-50-60. Uh, last week is a 70. The finances look good for Alamotti and none of us are selling him this week. So... I just reckon as somebody that you have on your bench that you call on that you might have to bring in on matchup or because someone's on a bye, I think you could do a hell of a lot worse than a, th- a bloke that can score 40s, I think is he normal score.
1: I think I'm actually playing in this week just with half of the fucking Parramatta squad being out and, um, yeah, Nico Hines being out. I think I'm actually going to play Alamonte this week. So, yeah, I mean, hold. Um, as with Pat Carrigan as well... Um, Horrible game from him, but mate, I've never seen Pat Harrigan play 53 minutes in my life. I don't think yeah. I'll, I don't think I'll ever see Pat Harrigan play 53 minutes again. Um, they just put the Tigers to the sword, and I mean, even Payne Haas had lower minutes. If you take out his try, Payne Haas is down to like 60, which is like a five for Paynehouse in in all things consideration. So minutes were low. They put the th- sword through the Tigers. This is going to happen when you pick forwards from a very very dominant team. Sometimes it's just you know par of the course.
2: Yeah, well that's right. He they are in gravy time. They're on top of the ladder. They're not they're not getting you know hammered with injuries. Uh and he got a a bit of a rest. He, I I've been looking at his scores. He's averaging sixty-eight or sixty point eight for the year. Uh and you look at that anomaly, you know, minutes game, he's more like a sixty he's at a sixty-nine, sixty, he's probably nearly ten minutes short. Yeah, which is he? which so, is
1: like eleven points for Pat Harrigan. Yeah, so it's
2: seventy four, sixty three, sixty-five, fifty-three, forty nine. I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't think that. I mean, look. The if you're selling Pat Carrigan, off-
1: fuck you must have some a very very red hot side and you have got no issues to worry about.
2: Yeah, well that's right. I just reckon. Uh, what's he cost? Six hundred and sixteen now. What, you, what do you make? One hundred and fifty if you go to Hosking now. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do. Carrigan, I do get it. I do get it. Carrigan's a strong play this week against the Raiders. 100 percent, hundred percent. I think
1: the shoe could be on that on the other foot this week. weak
2: up the middle. So yeah, I just don't know if I would do it. I'd hold him.
1: Absolutely. I would not hold. James Tedesco, however, um has the HIA. Shout out to Brandon Savage. Unfortunately brought him in. Um was looking really good. I think he got like twenty points after ten minutes. So it was definitely on for a massive score. Cop the HIA. Uh yeah, just a sell. Not much not much more to say there. Um you've got Hammer here as a sell. Is that just a culling the cash cow type sell?
2: Yeah, I think so. Uh look, he's in the same sort of category as Alamadi. Because they've got that around the same sort of B E. My reasons why I've got him in there uh and, and Alamotti as a hold is Hammer has more value. He's a hundred K more. So it allows you to do more in your team. Hammer's you know, also so that...
1: way more volatile. I don't think Alamotti's yep. gonna go for an eleven point game.
2: Yeah, and, and the other thing, yeah, I, I think that the Dolphins are in they're on the decline. I know they had a hot start. They've lost, you know, I think losing sauce too. is huge. Yeah, I reckon so. So I just reckon, uh, he's got a similar sort of break even. I think you could pick Alibodi or him, who, wherever you want. But me personally, I would want to use the value because he's a hundred k more. I old. also,
1: I also At- think he could lose his value much, much quicker. As I said, he's much more volatile. Um, yep. Adam Dewey, you've got here as a sell. I would disagree. I just think if you've come this far yeah. with Dewey, hold. But I mean, if you're going to go to a monster or a brown, then. Yeah, I'm
0: sure.
2: Yeah, I will. I mean, that was I do not be have the teams. Teams hadn't uh, dropped yet. Yeah, true. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't watch three sixty or any of that stuff where they talk. What about do you the mean, man? It's, it's like, fucking it's... amazing insight, Buzz Ruffield, not knowing what his AEO's name is. You know, <laughs> <laughs> quality yeah, journalism. Uh so look, I reckon that now that he is back at 5'8", that's where he does his better stuff. I reckon he's. He obviously we saw him at fullback. You're not scoring as well. I reckon he scores better at 5'8". and like you said, it's mud. And unless you... Just have a look at him now while he's back at 5'8", I reckon, because I reckon if he's in 5'8", he's sort of in the ballpark of, of Munster and... Sell. Sell, uh, but on,
1: sell to only to Munster or Brown. There's no one else for really them taking a punt on. Yep. <laughs> Captain's Challenge. Um, Didn't really matter who you put the armband on last week. Clearly edged out everyone, but it wasn't by much. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this week I think it's very, very different. You've got Cleary and Turbo on tough matchups. They play each other, I'm pretty sure. You've got Trell. I think Trell's got a really, really nice matchup and is a VC-able. Um, I never like captaining the first game of the round, but Trell is definitely VC-able. However, my number one, sorry, my number two option this week is David Fafita against the Dragons. What do we think about backing Big Fifi after the bye? I, I think, I sorry, like I, think, I think there was a stat. Teams after the bye this year are undefeated as well.
2: Yeah, I don't hate it. I, like I said, I'm worried about the, the Brimson and Four and Out, personally. I like uh, a VC on Walsh against the Raiders.
1: Yeah, I don't fucking hate them. I hate
2: it. I, hate, I love watching him so much as a footy player. I hate
1: it so much as a super coach.
2: Let me throw a couple of other ones. Oh, look, I don't mind uh, Cleary against uh, the Manly Seagulls because it is at at, at uh, Penrith. I reckon he, they play much better there. What about um, Karaz against the Dolphins? Definitely. definitely Show that he's got a ceiling uh, for, for a number of tries.
1: Could be on the cards. I just, my captain, I think I think we have the same captain this week, Ado. Dylan we? Brown.
2: Dillbags. I'm going to captain Dillbags. So am I, I think,
1: which I hate because I do really want to VC. I really want to VC Karaz, um, but that means I can't VC Cleary and that just fucking petrifies me.
2: Yeah, well, I think if you if you're going to go a captain Brown, you have got to sort of pick between those, you know, a, a number of ceiling players. Obviously, Dave Fafita's got a ceiling. cleary has got a ceiling, and, and we've seen a ceiling from Craig. He's got one of the top scores of the year, and he's averaging you know seventies, I think, for as well. So, uh, look, you you you've got to pick. I reckon if you're ballsy and cowboyish, you're probably and, and enough to go dill bags. I reckon is is ballsy enough. Maybe Cleary's your safe captain. I do, like I'm, I still character.
1: might weasel I still might weasel out, um, but yeah, we'll see. I just think with Lane back, it's it's absolutely huge. Let's go into trade talk, and we'll do yours first because yours are much much quicker than mine.
2: Yeah, nice and simple. Uh, it is Hopgood to uh, Hosky I just reckon he's maxed out, uh, near near maxed out Hopgood, and he's been a terrific cheapy on the bench. I look in a perfect world, I would have done it over in the next couple of weeks. Because I don't know, everyone's saying you know he covers the buys and everything, and I reckon he there's a good chance that he'll be juiced out before then. Uh, So I'm just going to move early, make the 100k on that trade to Hosking, and then make the 100k price rise next week. It's one trade, meaning I don't have to boost or use a second trade, so I get to save a trade this week and and make 200k just off the one trade. So we always say put a price on a trade. Well, that's, it's one trade for 200, immediate cash, 200K for me. So that's the move I'm going to do. It's probably earlier, too early on Hopgood, but you've got to go Hosking this it's week. Too, it's too
1: go. early on Hopgood, but it's you can't be too late on Hosking. I think that's the dilemma.
2: Yeah. You've got to go this week because it's 100K. And next week, the price rise will be less, most most likely. So he's not going to get to a, a 100K next week unless he goes out and brains it again this week. Uh, so, yeah, you've got to go this week if you're going to
1: do it, so I'm going to do it. Yep. Very similar opinion. And, uh, would it be a dual position podcast if I didn't boost? <laughs> I'm, well, not, I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm not the next
2: week. It won't be. It'll, I, it'll be. It'll I, still I, still,
1: I got one more. in the, I got one more in the tank. We could still fire next week. Um, yeah, look, I think, I think for myself, I will be boosting again. Um, I had 204k in the bank, thanks to opting to go Max King over Joe Tarpany, and that's going to allow me to trade out uh, all three of my Parramatta back rowers. I had three of them. Don't think yeah. I'm going to have any after this week. The original plan Why was... the their
2: drawer opens?
1: Yeah, and fantastic. Um, the, the, the plan was to go Hopgood to Brown next week. However, I mean, I, I just... I can't pass up the matchup. If I like him as... The number one captain option, I'd be stupid not to get him in. So we are gonna go Hopgood out, Dory out, Cartwright out for dealbags. Dealbags is gonna come in. That's gonna come in via Schuster. Hosking will also come in. And I'm not sold on my last trade. Um, maybe we can do a little bit of discussion. Um it's down between Jack Johns and Isaac Faso Malawi. I was saying to you before <sighs> Jack Jones' base is actually pretty good. I mean, when he's played, he's played two games, played 43 minutes and 45 minutes. Base of 41 and 37. And yeah, he looks fine. He's 230K. The problem is Adam Elliott, when does he come back? Jacob Saifidi also comes back in. So that does worry me. Kurt man, floating like around week. on the bench. But I, I still think there's 40 minutes there for him. Um, I don't really need the front row coverage, but I can bring in Isaac or Malawi, who I'm not... As sold on as others, I think he played big inflated minutes last—not last week, the week before last—because they had a plethora of injuries during the game. I think that was when Kieran Foran went down. Uh, Aaron Clark had to play big minutes in that. You know, when the when the halves were shifted around, Jaden Campbell played big minutes, so the bench was thin. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to go one of them, but I just don't know who. And I would love to get your thoughts, or, or yeah. even or even uh, Lindsay Smith from from Penrith.
2: Well, look, I think Jack Johns is been good because he's been getting 40 minutes so what he's been doing hmm. is over that 40 minutes and i reckon even if kurt Mans goes back and starts at lock surely jack johns is coming on and getting 40 minutes well that's
1: the thing i'm not buying him as, he- a, as a as a reserve like we're just buying him to free up some cash if i have
2: to play him in a week where i've got three guys in the bar you don't hate it yeah and the other the only thing that might be problem is and, and is it even really a problem if he drops out of the team altogether? No, no, mate, if I can, if I can, I think he's scheduled to make forty-five k this week. So if I can get another three weeks out of him and he drops out, fuck,
1: you know, I'll take, I'll take that. I just, okay, I, I'd,
2: I'd lean, I'd lean towards him. I don't mind little Fasil Malawi. I reckon he looks like if he plays forty minutes, he'll score forty points. But the, I have a bigger worry there that he he'll get forty minutes just being a rookie. Uh, I not- yeah, yeah. I I would hate for Harbrook to be like, yeah, yeah, cool, we'll we'll
1: blood you in but you're bloody in playing 15, 20 minutes a game. That's, that's the fucking worst case scenario. You'd rather him just not play at all. You'd rather yep. pick enough. Um, so I do think I'm going to lean towards Jack Johns, and he is in my team at the moment. Um, so just to round out, Ado is going to go Hopgood to Hosking. Uh, I'm going to go Hopgood, Dorian Cartwright to Dillbags, Hosking, and Jack Johns, most likely. Um, stay tuned for my lockout teams on Thursday, but yeah, probably going to be Jack Johns. Uh, let's move into the podcast questions. <laughs> Couple of uh nice ones. The first one comes from Paratragic uh, over on Discord. He asks surely we're overreacting to trading out Hopgood given Paramount's upcoming draw. And this is what leads me to say probably yes. I mean I'm only trading him out because I want dill bags and if I can I've always been of the opinion, A though, that if I can get keepers in, I will do it. Are we are yeah. we over are we overreacting to Hopgood?
2: Well, you know, I don't reckon we look it's if you took, if you mean selling early, uh, yes, we probably are because he's got an achievable, uh, BE. He's you know well, he's only behind the person that I'm trading him to in Hosking on average. All I'll say for Hopgood is that when he started the season, it was 84 minutes and 71 minutes. That's when he tunned up in the first two games. In the round since, he had a 54-minute game for 45. He had a 68-minute for 77, and he had a 62-minute game for 47. So those last three games, I cannot see his minutes being back up to 70 or 80, obviously, with Lane and Mado back in. I think it's more like 60 at a maximum. It could be less sometimes. So we're looking at his 60-minute work, 54, 68, and 62 minutes you know, the scores are much more mild, aren't they? 45-77-47. Right. So.
1: I just think, I know he's not back this week, but Parramatta look absolutely fucking dreadful without RCG and Bolo on the pitch. So when when uh, Bolo is back, I think Lane plays 80. I think Matto plays 65-plus. Uh, I think, you know, Bolo and, and Regan Campbell-Gillard play 45-50 minutes. I just don't know... I don't know if it leaves that 65 minutes that we want from Hopgood on the bench. Like, I'm be very, very happy to be proven wrong because I am holding him in fantasy. um, And I am taking that pretty seriously this year. So, like, I do want to be proven wrong. But, yeah, it's just like, it's just hard. I mean, what do you yeah, do? He, what, need, he like,
2: needs the big minutes. He uh, needs the
0: big like, minutes.
1: Like, what do you do if you hold him? He scores 57 points and you have some more issues to fix next week. He scores 54 points the week after that. He then scores a 51. And, like, his value just slowly, slowly drops. Like, I'm not saying you're going to lose anything on him, but you are not, not. You might not make the peak. And I just worry he's going to be one of those guys where he puts up fine score. He's going to be... I worry he's going to be Christian Welch. Yeah. Fine. But I can't trade you.
2: Yeah. The reason why he was great at the start was because there was holes in the team and he got to play uber big minutes. So we, we're looking at a barrage because those minutes aren't there now that these guys have come back in. And watch and, and watch watch those it. big minute games. He looks gassed,
1: like he he puts he he puts everything in, but he looks gassed. And I think Arthur's maybe seeing that. But happy to be proven wrong, I'm just going to cut ties with him while I can. Um, the next question comes from Stees, regular contributor with the podcast questions: Which hooker do we downgrade Marnie? Uh, which which hooker do we downgrade Marnie Egan to? This is the problem. Like, there's no one. Yeah.
2: You either go all the way to grand Sunny Luke, which is a bit of an unknown, or you you go I mean cheese has been improving. Is he? A I, little bit. I feel like
1: he played really well last week and scored fifty. Well
2: yeah money
1: Ma- money Ma- was putrid and scored fifty five.
2: Well yeah or you say so you don't or you either don't sell or you go all the way down. I
1: don't think you sell money or Egan. Like I don't like Egan as a pick because I think he's very reliant on attack which annoyingly seems to just keep happening Marnie hasn't been great, but there's no one. Robson has been worse than both of those guys, and he was... Yeah, I kind of feel like more. if you've
2: got those guys in there, they're serviceable backups. So, you know, find your money elsewhere if you need to downgrade, I reckon.
1: Uh, until Tom Starling plays 80 minutes, I just don't see anyone. <laughs> I don't really see you, you You're picking up anyone. Like, unless Sonny Luke starts to get 60 minutes a game or, or Josh Hodgson's other knee blows out and hands get some big minutes, I just, I don't... See so, yeah, and this is the problem with Hooker. Like I bought Marnie after round two because it looked like he was back to you know 2020, 2021 read Marnie. And it hasn't been that since I've bought him, but like
2: there's no one else really. I'll tip I'll tip you off this. Sonny Luke will outscore Marnie this week. I oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like that's the thing, like if Marnie's putting up
1: 55, 60 points. It's Christian Welch. I'm just going to start referring to every plotter as as the Christian Welch issue, the conundrum of Christian Welch. Because, like, if you look at your score on a Monday and you see 55 points, you're going to be like, okay, all right, cool. It's funny. Like, if someone scores 57 points, you think, ah. But if someone scores 62
2: points, you're like, ah. It's like five points difference, but it's, it's the six in front of the five. That's what makes it. Well, that's it. If you get above 60, you're always in a pretty good mood, you know. I mean, I'm running a new Ticamano who's getting 40s in the front row, and, and these other ones that people are playing are getting 50. I'm just like, oh, that, exactly it's fine. Trade. Well, I mean, I want to move him soon, but, you know, it's been acceptable enough compared to some of the others. If you haven't got a Hass or, you know, Tapany or a, you know, Gilbert as you're, I mean, people who've got a Hass and a Gilbert, they're probably in really good shape compared to a lot of others.
1: If if I decide to come back next preseason, which is very much questionable, I'm not too sure if I will, just. If ever I say I'm not going to start with half, just just fucking hit me. Like next year, I'm just I'm just doing it. I just don't care. Hey, let's uh, let's finish up with our tips for the round because last week was a fucking shocker for me. I got three from eight, and that included the draw being counted as a win. <laughs> so we, we had a shocker. You got five. Uh, you got five. So you got four with the draw, uh, and that takes the season tally up to on 22, tips correct, and me on nineteen. So you're three ahead of me um let's run with
2: round one melbourne versus the roosters this one's in amy park yeah i'm gonna tip the melbourne store uh look i reckon the roosters have been in better form but i reckon hughes back in to reunite with monster uh and harry grant i just reckon that's uh that's some big ins the roosters do have the best non-fullback at fullback in the game
1: uh this week yeah. with, with manu there and i don't know if any of you guys play fantasy sports draft stars or whatever manu's you know, pretty much a slam dunk pick in those week-to-week games. um, Yeah, with Hughes back, I would slide towards Melbourne as well. Uh, the Doggies up against the Bunnies. I know the Dogs were flying high last week, but I'm probably yep. going to take the Bunnies in this one.
2: Yeah, i want to take the Bunnies too. Uh, Tevita totola is back this week. Huge in, absolutely up, monster yeah, in. Pumps up their pack a lot. I reckon they'll get over the top of them, particularly with the amount of troops that they've sort of lost or are in doubt. Uh, I'm gonna tip. I'll ask the, you.
1: I'll ask you this: Yes or no? Do we see Jake Preston run out? I reckon he is. Yeah, I reckon he's gonna run out. Do we see Mad Eye Max run out? Yeah. Fuck. I hope so. <laughs> I
2: reckon. I reckon Ghouls just playing funny buggers. I reckon they're gonna play.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Oh yeah. Also, in my entire time of being a quote unquote super coach expert, um, I never thought I'd be researching. I think it's called Oculate Terrace, which is like. Um, scarring of the eye and I was just looking at like um, uh, recovery times and most of Google had three days so uh, me and Max King and our best friends so I will, uh, yeah. I'll definitely reach out to him and uh, make sure we're good I'll ask you if Preston's playing as well <laughs> sure thing um, the the Cowboys up against the Finns I mean the Cowboys have been rubbish but I think the Finns are on the <laughs> yeah. decline I think the, the feel good factors worn off I do think losing sauce is huge I'm um, gonna take the Cowboys with the bounce back and I, I think it might be pretty convincing
2: yeah, I think the Cowboys, uh, Cotter's back in this week and your best favourite player, drinkwater.
1: Oh, mate. Look, in all honesty, fuck I could deal with a drinkwater eight duel right about now.
2: Yeah, it'd be handy because it's <laughs> it's a bit stiff in the old five eight. Look, I'm gonna tip the cows as well.
1: Absolutely. It's got drinkwater with a masterclass to uh to bounce back. Uh the Penny Panthers up against the Manly Sea Eagles. This one's in Penrith. I I really like the Manly. I think they are contenders this year. I just think off the back of a 50-point performance, though, it's going to be very hard to tip against Penrith.
2: Yeah, I'm going to tip Penrith. They're just such a different... Well, they're a strong team everywhere, really. Uh, but I think they grow an absolute leg at home. Uh, under, and I think under, under over
1: 60 points for Trevojevic. Tommy Turbo? Yes.
2: That's what that's what, I try assist. Maybe like two line yep. break assists. Well, I'll put him in my bowl calls. I reckon he's going to go above... Seventy. Ooh. But not above ninety. Okay. Okay. The Broncos up against the milk. Oh. How can you you tip to, against I'll, the I'll Broncos. be there. I'm going to put a VC on Reese Walsh so I've got something to cheer about in the crowd. Oh, you're gonna go are gonna head down? I'm heading there with one of my fans. Oh,
1: love love that. Yeah, yeah. hopefully Reese Walsh turns it up for you. Hopefully he shits to bed for me. Um, <laughs> the Titans and their uh, do the Titans have the whitest halfback combo this this week with Tanner Boyd and Toby Saxon?
2: Yeah, well that's it. They're they're not they're probably the ugliest halves. <laughs> oh, man, sorry, sorry, lads. I'm the i no, no look at myself. Uh, look, this one's a tough one because the Dragons, I reckon, at times have looked really good. And at, at other times they've looked like dog shit. I guess you could say the same about the Titans, couldn't you? I'm gonna tip the Titans at home. It is Although, a it is a four o'clock game, so hopefully the boys rim, do get ten. An out and uh, four and a two big outs. Yeah. but I'm yeah. still going to tip the 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 uh, Gold Coast Titans. Absolutely.
1: Uh, we have the Knights up against the Warriors. This one
2: might might be a pretty good game. I'm going to take. Yeah, it'd be a good. They're both both done pretty well. I mean, the, the Warriors have done exceptionally well.
1: Let, let's go on Warriors will be my tip. I expect to be the same. I'm going to tip the Knights. Oh, so we have got, re... got something different. We got something different. At least I
2: reckon the Knights have been stoic. It's going to be a big full. You know, full crowd in there. Uh, look, gamble is actually a big loss to them because he's really complimented. Gamble's been really really, well. really good. Yeah, yeah, has been really good. So uh, that's a big out. <laughs> it's weirdly, I never thought I would say Tyson Gamble's a big out, but I want to tip them. I reckon Lockie Miller has been sensational for them out the back. If you're if uh, you're, you're going
1: if, if you're going if you're going to VC Reese Walsh, do you think I should VC Lockie Miller if I decide to go to the game?
2: Well, if you go. You have to, of Sure, course. You have to. Of course you can. Uh, look, I reckon uh, they've, they've really uh, g- improved the Warriors. They're very stoic. I think both these teams have sh- shown a little bit of backbone this year, so it could be a real arm wrestle, but I still feel like there'll be lots of points in it too as well. But I just reckon the game might go to and fro. I just reckon uh, the Knights at home, I think they're starting to get a bit of confidence and a big crowd there might just get them over the line.
1: And uh, some other teams have gone back and fro. One of these sides has been really, really hard done by with uh, with their record, I feel. Easter Monday footy. The Titans, the Titans, yeah. the Tigers up against the Parramatta Eels. Uh, this one isn't a case of who wins. It's a case of how much do Parramatta win by.
2: Yeah, well, the poor old Raiders and, and the Tigers, our teams, the bottom two teams on the ladder, are going to get fucking rolled this week, I'm sorry to say. Hang so. on, hang
1: on. Did, did the Broncos... I need, I need to quickly check this. Did the Broncos put 50 on the Tigers last week? They didn't. Tigers are still in with the Premiership race, uh, and the Raiders aren't, so that's something to cheer on. Oh, um, yeah, well, that's it. I do, I, do, I do wonder with his on-field performances last week uh, if Justin Pascoe does decide to name himself uh, after his yeah. efforts on the field last week. Um, yeah. It will be interesting yeah. to yeah. see, but no, look, I hate the fact that we have to wait until 4 o'clock on Monday for our fucking captain to play.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully all the other popular captains shit the oh, bed. Yeah, look, I'll be, I'll be much, if, if like,
1: if Cleary goes off for like 110 and Walsh goes off for like 100, like the pressure's on Dealback. If they go like, if they go like 65, 70 points, you can watch the game much more comfortable because if he gets 50, it's like, okay, well, cool. We lost on 15 points. Um, so yeah, watching our captain at, at I, I, to be fair, the last time I did captain a, a late game was Nico Hines and that's. Went okay.
2: Went okay. Well, didn't it? Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're both tip of the eels. We have
1: five game. We have five straight days of footy this week, my friend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I cannot wait. Uh, I cannot wait to... Oh, that means lockout's not going to be lifted until probably Monday night. Yeah. Which is not fun.
2: Straight into TLT.
1: Absolutely. Well, you've been listening to the Dual Position Podcast, around 6 Preview. I have been the SC Whisperer Coach of the Ramsey Rehabs, joined as always by SC Adriana Coach of the Sorry Republican. Sorry, I was honors.
2: a lot more sober tonight. I'm drinking the old Zero Alcohol. Ah, uh,
1: fun. Hey, did you see that the Raiders are looking to clean house and, and Jordan Rappin is going to be one of them?
2: Yeah, I'll oh, have to find a new team name. Absolutely. You know what, the Schneider... Schneider.
1: We've got a preseason to work on it, my friend. We've got no, a preseason to work on it.
2: He's got to be about Tappany or something. He's our only good player now.
1: Lovely. I I, I think uh, Pain in My Heart is a pretty original name, man, if you want to. Uh, I don't think I've seen that one before, so no, jump on. I haven't on. seen that one ever. Four, four, and, one. 4 and 20 pies, that's another. Hey, in the comments below, leave your uh, favourite Supercoach team name over the years. I've been the SC Whisperer. You've been joined, uh, as always, by SC Adrianosaurus, a uh, job position podcast. We'll see you same time next week.